everybody and welcome to episode six in season two of mom of two without a clue i am katrina the clueless mother i know it's been a couple of weeks since i've posted a podcast and the truth is that that's life um i knew that when i started my blog and my podcast one of the first things i said is who knows maybe one person reads or listens to this maybe a hundred maybe a thousand Maybe I post weekly, maybe bi-weekly, maybe once a month <laughs> in life. Um, you never really know what's going to happen. And um, if you listen to last week's episode, Jack of All Trades, you know I like to do a million things all at the same time. And that's okay. I accept that my mind is in a thousand places, but I'm back. We're in episode six. So we're more than halfway through this second season. If you listened to last week's episode, you know today I'm going to be reading a blog post called It Takes a Village. It goes like this. People always say it takes a village to raise a child. The more the days pass, the more I realize how true this is. My family is Cuban. If you're Cuban, you know what I mean. If you're not Cuban, I'll give you some insight. We are all up each other's business. In our family, we share too much information, we give too many opinions, and we will kill anyone that messes with any of us. Okay, that was a little dramatic. That's also a Cuban quality. My big, amazing, noisy, loud Cuban family is the reason I survive. We've stuck together since the day I was born. My mom had me and my twin sister when she was 15. Too bad teen mom wasn't around. We could have been rich. She's the real OG. Sorry, I digress. Having two babies at 15 is tough. We lived in a three-bedroom house with my grandma, grandpa, mom, and my two aunts. We were basically raised by our own mini-village. Everyone took turns between school, work, and baby duty. I grew up thinking that everyone had four moms and a grandpa that they considered a dad. I was lucky. Well, lucky is an understatement. When I got married, I spent a lot of nights alone. Franklin worked late hours, but we made it work. It was just the two of us. Once I had kids, I realized how much I needed my village. With Tyler, I worked full-time. My grandma would watch him while I worked. My sister and her hubby would take Tyler so I could take a shower and any time I needed a breather. With Olivia, it's been difficult. I stay at home throughout the day, but Franklin has been traveling. A lot. Luckily, my mom's house is connected to mine. I refer to her as my mom's bind. Giving me my daily shower break, sharing adult conversation, and having a nightly dinner make all the difference in my day. I also started tutoring. This is where my grandma and sister's mother-in-law step in to watch the kids while I go make some money, honey. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have my crazy tribe. I would survive, but I think I would look 20 years older and cry often, more often than I do now. I have such respect for single moms that don't have support systems. You guys have a special seat in heaven. Now, I'm happy to be a part of Ryan's village. He is my amazing little nephew, godson, third child. To know that I'll have a little piece of his heart makes all this chaos worth it. Blood doesn't make you part of a village. Many blood relatives don't even know my kids. I think it's their loss. If you get the chance to join a tribe, whether through family or friendship, do it. There'll be a mommy in that village that'll appreciate the shit out of you. (laughs) And this blog, I actually, I wrote it a long time ago because Ryan, my nephew, um, who was just born, and he's already two and a half. But as, as time went progressing and kids kept getting added to the mix, I realized how much I needed other people and that it was okay to say that I needed help. 
um, I talk about my upbringing and when I was younger. On season one, there's an interview with my mom about growing up with a teen mom. And and it's different to grow up with a teen mom, um, to be unplanned. And the reason that my mom was able to survive all that and that my sister and I were able to grow up and thrive is because she had a village. We had people that were able to back her up, that were able to back us up. If something was going on in the house, negative or financially or time-wise or whatever it was, we never found out. We didn't know because we had people that were taking care of us. We had backup always, our own little village. <laughs> My um, dad was not in the picture. If you listen to season one, that's a whole other story. Um, but it didn't really matter because I had a grandpa. I had a grandpa, I had two aunts, I had a mom, I had a grandma. It was a whole village. It seemed normal to me. Now that I'm 30 and grown up, I look back and I think, well, not everybody has that. Not everybody has this group of people that support them and take care of them. And I knew that I was very lucky growing up to be able to say that I had that. And now as an adult and saying, I need my village. I need people to help me. I need to step out. I need to do things. When when I was working, that Tyler was born, I felt a huge sigh of relief that my grandmother was able to stay with him, that I knew exactly what his day was going to be like because I used to spend my days with her and I, you know, I knew that he was going to be well taken care of. When Olivia was born, we decided as a family that I was going to stay home, that it was a smarter financial choice, that it was just better all the way around. But at that point, my husband was traveling so much that I was basically by myself a lot. And the fact that my mom's house connects to mine, sometimes I just chatter ear off when she'd get home from work. I just talk so much. I'm like, sorry, haven't had any adult interaction all day <laughs> and just having the little moments like being able to take a shower or being able to just do something and step away from the kids is the moment that I needed not to overflow you know as moms sometimes I think that we're like a pot of boiling water and when you're about to like overflow if just one person steps in to help you if just one person says hey, can I do this for you? Or you know what? Go take a shower. I'll watch kids for a minute. It's like somebody turns off that heat and that boiling point goes down a little bit. And I think that I've been surrounded by that. I always remember when I lived with my sister and my brother-in-law. Um, it was just Tyler. But again, my husband would work late nights and sometimes I would have, I suffer from migraines and I would have the worst migraines. And they would be like, hey, we're going to take him for a little while. Just shower and lay down. And I felt like, oh, Jesus sent their angels. <laughs> it's just these little things that make a giant difference. And now, I mean, my family is giant in itself. As I say, we are Cuban and in each other's business. And there's no such thing as secrets. And we all know each other's 
as we say, chisme, <laughs> like gossip, where we just know everything about each other. You don't hide it. And um, along with, you know, aunts, that means I have a lot of cousins. And now with my sister, now I have a nephew and one that's almost here. And, you know, grandma, a grandpa. And now with my husband, now his mom is like this, the, the group keeps growing. But the most important thing that I realized is that a village doesn't just consist of blood relatives. As I mentioned in the blog, there are blood relatives that I have that have never met my children. No idea who they are. You can like a post on Facebook. Guess what? I don't care. If, you, if you're not going to go out of your way, you're not even out of your way, if you're not just going to come and see your family members, you're not part of this village. And that's okay. I accept that. Not everyone wants to be part of a mom's tribe and that's okay i'd rather those kind of people stay out but then there are people who are not part of your quote-unquote family and they become part of this group this group that you can't imagine not having and now that i'm a mom of two and i take care of my nephew when i see my friends become new moms or they had one and now they're gonna have another I remember the things that I needed and I hope to be able to give them that support to say oh my god I I know that when I gave birth sometimes I was like oh I don't feel like cooking so what is it to me to make a couple freeze ahead meals cook them and leave them at my friend's house if they're gonna have a baby it's just tiny things that may not be a huge thing on my end, but could make a huge impact on another mom's life. So if you have friends that are moms and you're not, or if you're a mom and you have friends that are new moms, or if you've both been moms forever, just look at each other, help each other. You might have completely different parenting styles. You might have completely different ways of disciplining. You might you know, see things right and other people left. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because we're moms. And and it is what it is. So when you can say that you have those people backing you up, that if the world is going to crumble around you, you know it's not because those tribe members, those villagers of yours are holding that roof up, it can make a huge difference in your life. So I really hope that if you're listening to this, some people popped into your mind. People that you say, man, I should have really kept up with them. Man, they look like they have their hands full. Let me help. Let me just call. Let me see what they need. Let me show up to their house and not even care if, you know, there's toys on the floor. Just show up and talk and remind this person that we are still friends, that we can still have adult conversations, that I'm here if they need me. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all those people that are a part of my village. And you all know exactly who you are. I don't have to say your names. I know that there is this core group of people that will never leave my side. They didn't leave my side before I had kids. And they're not going to leave my side after I have kids. And as a mom, as a woman, as a person, that just means a lot. 
And I hope that I could be that person for those other people at some point in their lives. So do it. Reach out and be part of as many villages as you can because it's a beautiful thing to watch other people grow and offer your support. So as of the next uh, podcast, um, I have no idea which blog it's going to be about, to be honest. <laughs> Whichever one I feel like reading that day. If you want to go to my page and um, read up on different blogs, tell me which one you'd like for me to talk about. You can follow me on Instagram at mom of two without a clue and click the link in my bio and that'll lead you to my blog page and all the different platforms where this podcast is being played. Thanks so much for waiting days, weeks, or however long it's going to take for episode seven to air thank you for listening it's always surprising when somebody reaches out and tells me that they've heard my vlogs i hope you guys all have an amazing holiday thanksgiving that's coming up take care of yourselves remember that there's always happiness somewhere so if you're struggling having a hard time be grateful this thanksgiving for just the small things because everything counts and we all have things to be grateful for Have a beautiful rest of your week. I love you all. Bye.